Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know what emojis have taught me? Lottie, I don't know yourself. You don't know who you are. I got dark-skinned people who send me light-skinned emojis. Light-skinned people send me dark-skinned emojis. You ever had somebody send you the little hands or something and you look at the shade and go, fam, that's not you. I don't know who told you you was that light. That's not who you are. I got friends who get tans and then change their emoji <laughs> because they have a tan. <laughs> what are you doing? Is that a thing? I know some of y'all going to kill me for that. But why are you changing your emoji for two weeks? Yo, I'm tanned. I, that so what? Your emoji wasn't in the sun. I had a white friend send me a black fist. I had a black friend send me a white fist. I didn't know what to do with either one. I'm so confused. Just be who you are. <laughs> That's not you. I've seen this my whole life. Go to your friend's house when you were a kid. They created a player on 2K. Those are not your muscles, fam. You've never looked like that. When were you 6'7"? I don't remember. That's not you. Play with you. <laughs> People making the little characters in the text. I know y'all done looked at a few of them and going, yo, you're not that cute. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. My own boy had a character. You gonna send him to me giving me the thumbs up. Hey, bro, that's Michael B. Jordan. That's not you. You've never looked like that. Why are you sending Michael to my phone? Where are you? There's nothing wrong with being yourself. Be yourself. It's only one time in life you should walk around pretending to be someone else in order to please someone else. A lot of y'all are thinking Halloween. Nope. In a marriage. Welcome to In The Moment. Y'all, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. And my new listeners. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had yeah. this jazz chick uptown. She Episode was 62. Had me messed up in the head, I mean. Whoa. Bought the chick diamonds and pearls, I mean. Should have seen the ice shot. Give it up for yourselves for being here. Now money ain't the problem. See my Another week in the books. I had a vacation. Stepped into the studio for a second to give my man DMX a proper send-off. Rest in peace to the dog last week. Somewhat of a bonus episode, no bonus content, nothing crazy. But technically, I haven't missed a week. We on them. And this week is no different. Real quick, shout out to all the new listeners. Yes, I see y'all. There's been a lot of new listeners lately. Welcome. There's plenty room. I'm glad you're here. And I hope to become the best hour of your week. Unless you, like, 
have amazing sex or something like that during the week for an hour. I can't really do much with that. But outside of that, I just want to be a pretty decent hour to you. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's waste no time and get into where I'm at. I'm mad that I can't open packets anymore. <laughs> Yo, I don't know if it's only me. I'm either getting soft, old, something. But, like, you know the little packets you get from restaurants or fast food places? Little ketchup packets, hot sauce packets? I can't open them shits anymore. Fam, I'll go through all four corners. None of them work. Like, I'm quick to go to the next corner. Like, nah, I gotta be at the wrong corner. Like, I'm lost in Manhattan or some shit. (laughs) Yo, I know it's not me. I'm clearly at the wrong corner. You go to the next corner? Nope. Oh, I must be on the wrong end. It's on the other end. Corner by corner. Neither work. Fam, I done exhausted my corners and I can't open this packet. I used to rip through duck sauce. Now four duck sauces open in three seconds. I can't open one ketchup packet anymore. I'm telling you, I don't know if it's me. It could be me. But either them packets is getting strong as hell, or I'm getting weak. Using my teeth. You know how defeated you feel when you got to go get a pair of scissors? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that is disgusting. You got to do that in front of your lady, too? <laughs> Yo, I'll be right back, babe. <laughs> Fam, she's leaving you. There's no need to come back. Who's next? I'm mad that I had to. <laughs> I was forced to sing to myself in the shower, and I'm mad at it. I don't know how I feel about it, but it happened. I, um, I listen to podcasts a lot. And normally I'll listen to them on like one of my speakers where, you know, I have voice command. So, you know, if I get in the shower, I can still tell the speaker what to do. However, this particular day, I was watching a podcast. So it was on the television. And sometime right in the middle of working, I'll just go get in the shower. Like I just need to reset. I need to refresh. I need to get my mind right. So I jump up from working and I just go get in the shower. And I'm thinking to myself, I'll just turn the TV up because I can still hear the podcast from the shower. So as I'm listening to it, they start talking about this show that I watch called Snowfall. Shout out to Franklin. The best show on TV right now. And thing is, I missed it one week because... I was with my family. I missed it another week because I had to work. And I missed it a third week because I was out of the country. So I find myself in this rare space where I haven't seen the last three, four episodes. Because normally I'm on it, watching week by week. And I'm in the shower, and then it hits me in that moment. When they go, spoiler alert, snowfall is crazy. They start going off. I'm in the shower. There's nothing I can do. I can't turn it down. I can't stop it. I can't text anyone. I can't ask them to stop. Prayer is not necessarily a good option in this moment. There's nothing. I'm ass naked and ass out in this moment. All I hear is, yo, how could you murder him? Who shot her? As we proceed to murder, drugs, sex, all of the things, they're giving up everything. So I'm trying to sing to myself (laughs) loud enough that I can be distracted from them literally telling me everything happening 
on the show. And it was a nasty moment because in my mind, I'm like, who else on planet Earth has ever experienced something like this? This is only me. This is me, man. You ever have shit happen to you throughout your day where you just go, only fucking me. That's it. No one else. Most of the time, someone else somewhere is going through it, right? That's what platforms have taught us now. But you always think, no, this is this has only happened to me. It was nothing I could do in this moment. And I love this show so much that I refused to let them ruin it for me. So I just had to sing louder than the TV. And the TV was pretty loud. I had to sing louder than the TV, and I did it. I did it. So I won. And I can't sing for shit. So it wasn't pleasant, man. I'm mad at the fact that I was talking to one of my homeboys the other day, and I came to the realization that there are a lot of times in life <laughs> when a black person will know another black person for years, like years, and won't know their real name. <laughs> and I'm mad at this. Like, this is crazy. But this happened to me. I remember one day somebody was like, you ever thought about that? Like, sometimes we'll have friends we know for years and we don't know their actual first name. And I was like, that's not true. But I had a friend whose name is Dollar, and I didn't know his real name for years. I didn't know their first names, especially before Facebook. I never knew Dill's first name. Still don't. I don't know Money's last name. Still don't. <laughs> my homeboy was literally telling me about how one of his friends unfortunately passed away, and I was offering my condolences, rest in peace to him. And I just was asking questions about what happened. And I was like, well, what was his name? And he tells me. And then I'm like, well, what was his first name? And I don't know. <laughs> and I was just like, what do you mean? You don't know. You just told me this was your, your man for years. I don't know. But I don't know if that's a black thing or not, but that's very normal. <laughs> a lot of times, I uncles, cousins, I don't, I couldn't tell you their first name. Then I got uncles who make names up all the time. I mean, one time my uncle said something crazy and I, I was like, did you say, well, I think you just said. And he was like, you better believe it, bare knuckle. What? <laughs> Who the fuck? Who's bare knuckle? Why? <laughs> Here's her moon chip. Like, moon chip. I, just, I mean, I think this man just say anything. Anything. Bare knuckle? Who's next? My homeboy had a grandfather. Used to rhyme everything. See you later, alligator after wild crocodile. I think a lot of people knew that one. If you ever start limping, got to keep on pimping. Like a whole bunch of, you don't need to eat if you beat your, never mind. Listen, he used to say, he said some crazy stuff. But um, know your friend's names, man. I'm mad at that. Who's next? I'm mad at these two dating scenarios that came up in my life the other day. Some of y'all got some nerve. <laughs> I got a homeboy who was telling me about this girl that was mad at him. And it was like, yo, man. This girl is crazy, so, which is pretty much how every one of my homeboy stories start, whenever they call me. And I said, what happened? And so I started talking to this girl, and she wanted to go on a date, and I couldn't, I couldn't make it. So I told her we had to reschedule, and she felt some kind of way. And I said, okay, well, it happens. But then he's like, but this is the same girl who disappeared for months on me. Started talking to somebody else. I ain't hear from her for months. Now she coming back talking about, yo. And then I'm like, all right, we could talk. How she got the nerve to be mad? And I said, that's a good point. <laughs> Listen, you cannot 
ghost somebody, come back when it's convenient for you, and then get mad if they don't have the time for you. I've seen that happen a lot. I've seen where a person will not have time for somebody, but then the, the time that they do, they mad if you don't have time for them. No! You got to keep that same energy. And it was another scenario where another homeboy of mine called me. He said, bro, I'm pissed. I said, why? What happened? He said, this dude cheating on my baby moms, and I don't know how to feel about it. She's hurting, upset. I said, okay. So how do you feel? Like, what part of that is really hitting you? And he said, well, who is this dude to cheat on my baby moms, bro? And there's a part of me that was like, well, that's fair. I can understand how you'd feel some kind of way, but the other part of me was like, you cheated on her too. <laughs> like, that's how we got here. Well, who the hell are you to be mad or feel any kind of way? And I didn't know which way to go. And as a friend, I'm always stuck in this space. What do I do right here? Do I just embrace him in this moment and be like, yeah, I get it, fam. Or do I tell him the truth? Like, you got to eat this one. I don't ever know. But of course, that's what ended up coming out my mouth. I just was like, I, I mean, but big bro, you cheated on her. Like, I don't think you get to be mad. Nah, it was different. No, was it? <laughs> it was worse. <laughs> that's the only thing that was different about it. You had a kid. <laughs> and he's like, this is why I'll call you, Mo. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but I keep it a buck with you. He's like, yeah, I know. I just hate to see it go down like this, and I ain't like him around my kid and all this stuff. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. But sometimes life has a way of putting the mirror in your face. You keep trying to move your face. Life is going to find a way to put that mirror directly on you and make you see some shit. Maybe make you see the results of what you've done from a different perspective, a different angle, different light, maybe through a different man. But it has a way. I'm telling him straight up, you got to look at it like this. If you ain't cheated on her in the first place, then he wouldn't have had an opportunity to do it. So who are you really mad at? Him or you? That man hung up on me so fast. <laughs> that's all I heard. That's it. That's fair. <laughs> One thing I've learned is people never want to hear the truth. You better believe that. You better believe it, bare knuckle. <laughs> they don't want to hear the truth. I don't care what they tell you, but you got to be willing to stand there and tell them the truth if you love them. I believe in that. Let me tell you the truth, because that's what you're going to grow from. The truth. You grow from the truth. That's why it hurts. You grow from the pain. Somebody going to sit around and tell you what you want to hear all day? Anybody got time for that? No. You can do that with yourself. You don't need anybody to tell you what you want to hear. You can tell yourself what you want to hear. You somebody that's going to tell you the truth. So I'm mad that he was mad. Who's next? I'm mad at some of the things people ask you as you get older. And people don't ever really seem to know what to say in a lot of situations. So I'm going to try to help. I think this should be a rule. You shouldn't ask anybody for an update on anything that you are not willing to pay for. That's it. For example, yo, when you getting married... You paying for the wedding? Then shut the f*** up. <laughs> Yo, when you gonna start eating better? You paying for the food? Then shut the f*** up. Eating healthy ain't cheap, fam. Yo, when you gonna come to see me? 
You paying for the travel? Then shut the f*** up. Yo, when you gonna have a kid? You paying for the baby? No, not diapers. Not a gift to the baby shower. The whole baby, fam. Are you paying for the baby? Then shut the f*** up. Don't ask me for updates on anything you are not willing to pay for. Period. Yo, whatever happened with your ex? Are you willing to pay for my sins? <laughs> I didn't think so. Then shut the f*** up. You ain't Jesus. All right, let's get in the shout out. I dreamed it all ever since I was young. They said I won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Out the gate. Shout out to homegirl who went and got her food. There was a lady who called one of the food delivery services. And the guy who was delivering her food got into a car accident. And she, I guess she called him. And he said, yo, I'm in an accident. So she looked to see how far it was. And she walked over and she got her food. We ordered Postmate and three parking lots over. It says that the food was on the way. In 100 we, feet, turn right onto Lambeth Drive. We call the damn Postmate guy. He talking about he, next he had an accident. Drive, so we walked into him to get our food. We walked. And he really did get in an accident. Oh. The airbag came out. Turn right, then turn Everybody left. okay? Um, I'm so sorry about the accident. Everybody okay? Okay, can I get my food? I'm, like, I'm so sorry about the accident, but can we have our food? Thank you, babe. I had to tip you good. All right, thank you. Sir. Yeah, I'll say hi. <laughs> His car messed up, y'all. I'm going to give him a good tip. <laughs> He's still in good spirits. <laughs> Yo, people was like, nah, I can't believe she did this. Who does that? I'm not gonna lie. What was she supposed to do? <laughs> if I was hungry enough, I'm doing the same thing. What did y'all want from her? She's supposed to fix the car? She wanted her food. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> his job was to deliver her food. He did it to the best of his ability. Right? He got in an accident. If anything, he should have hopped out that car, picked that bag up, kept it pushing. <laughs> Left the car right there. Y'all be right back. As soon as you crash. Bye-bye. Oh, shit. 911. Y'all just got into an accident. I'm going to leave the car here. I'll be right back. Take the bag, deliver the food. That's your job. But she made it easier for him. She took the walk. Asked him how he was doing. Waved at him, said hello, took the food, and said, I'm going to give this man a great tip. I would have done the same thing. You're going to get an excellent tip, but I'm going to take these burgers. Bruh. What? <laughs> I don't think she did anything wrong. It's not her fault. There's nothing more she can do. Was she supposed to tow the car away? I mean, AAA was there. It's not her fault. And he certainly gets a five-star rating. Shout out to my man, Coach P. And producer Katie. For purchasing the merch, I posted it on my Instagram, tpublic.com. I appreciate y'all.
The love has been real. Thank you to everybody who has gone out of their way to purchase some merch. I feel the love. And not only that, but shout out to my man, Coast, because we were talking about how schools are just so different in a lot of different ways. And I brought up the fact that I thought it was crazy that they say a lot of the kids nowadays can't read analog clocks, especially with the Roman numerals and all that. They have no idea what's going on. And that's that's crazy. And he was like, yo, it's so bad that they're taking them out of the schools. And <laughs> my first thought was, wait, what? They, they're taking the clocks down and out of the schools instead of just teaching it to them? Like, I don't That's the most backward shit I've ever heard in my life. Don't take the clocks out of the schools. Teach them how to read the clocks. What are we doing? But uh, I don't know. I just I thought that was funny. So shout out to him for that. <laughs> shout out to my brother, LB. You're in my thoughts. You're in my prayers. Uh, for one, he lost his grandmother recently, uh, not long after I lost my grandmother. And that is my best friend in the world. We have gone through it all together, and we seem to always go through similar things at similar times, which is why it was insane that he went through such a tragic loss right after I did, because our lives have always kind of been in sync like that in a in a, in a weird way, uh, which is why I love that man so much. So you're in my prayers, brother. Uh, this is the same guy who I mentioned, if you didn't hear in the last episode I did, dedicated to DMX, is the biggest DMX fan on the planet. Like that I can guarantee you. If anyone wants to rumble, if anyone wants to do a trivia, a quiz off, whatever you want to do, holla at me. My brother's that guy. So I know he's grieving X the same way a lot of us are. And it's been a rough go for the past few weeks for my brother. So you're in my prayers, kid. Just want you to know that. Last but not least, shout out to the protesters out there in South Carolina. Um, protesting in front of Homeboy's house. I'm not going to say his name. It's not important. Uh, it was a video of him harassing a young black man for being on the sidewalk. It's a whole thing. I don't really want to get into it. If you would like to research it, you can. But I saw a lot of people come together and protest in front of this man's home. Just want to talk to you. Come on outside. We ain't going to jump you. <laughs> Take the baseline if, if you grew up in the hood, you've definitely heard that before. Uh-huh. So I just like to see a bunch of people come together for one cause and be strong. Yeah. That made my week. Shout out to them. All right, let's get down to business. Uh, number one, <laughs> New York Post is trash. Asshole calling. You're somehow not aware, DMX, rapper and legend, passed away recently. The New York Post decided to release a story called DMX in the Houses He's Lost During His Rap Career. They did this while he was on his deathbed, which means like somebody had to write it, somebody had to edit it, approve it, post it, all of that. And I'm sure I'm missing steps. And they all said yes. <laughs> Perfect time to talk about the houses this man has lost throughout his career while he's fighting for his life with his family by his side. It's a nasty world. That's the New York Post for you. Calling. Asshole calling. And I don't know if y'all know, but 
I also had like, I also kind of went at it with a few people in the comment section of my DMX post, which I, I haven't done in a long time. I typically hold my tongue. I don't say anything to comments. Not the ones where people are trying to be negative in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not even mad if you do it. That's your opinion. I'm not mad if you go for it. I'm just personally not going to respond to it. It's not the energy I'd rather pay attention to. Because at one point, I just didn't read comments at all. Couldn't do it. Didn't want to do it. Period. But I got to the point where I'm like, nah, I can read them. And look at the negative ones laughing and answer some of the positive ones, right? And yeah, I have ties to DMX and his family. Know a lot of people in the family. Spoke about that on last week's episode. So I got the news maybe a little sooner than the internet did. And I waited. I waited on my post. Because I didn't want to be that guy. It wasn't about that. I typically don't post anything when celebrities pass. But this one meant something to me. And I knew I was going to talk about it. So I wanted to bring awareness to it. And so I waited until I saw it was somewhat a topic on Twitter. Because uh, I think another comedian had posted it or something. Swiss Beats changed his, his picture. So it was a few celebrities who had done some things. And then it was like, okay, people were getting the idea of what was happening. And so I, I'm on vacation. Now that I see it's a thing, I'm going to post this, get it out the way, and go on and try to enjoy what's left of my vacation as best as I can. Next thing I know, people in my comments, he's not dead yet, dummy. <laughs> Yo, TMZ hasn't said he's dead, so he's not dead. <laughs> and people are going off. This is fake news. Why would you post this? And there's other people in my comments who have, like, some common sense, and they're trying to defend me. Maybe Mo has some inside information. Maybe he knows some people. Maybe he knows something. He wouldn't just post this for no reason. Why are you here anyway? You know, common sense. Reason, but nah, the trolls just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming to the point where I'm at the dinner table with my family, having a toast to my dad's birthday. My phone is going so crazy. I look at it, and the next thing I know, I'm in the comments. <laughs> my family's like, Why are you doing that? And, and I'm, it's because I'm emotional about this. I don't do it any other time. This is personal to me. And like, I know this man. I know his family. I've hung out with this man. This man is my one of my childhood idols. This is my favorite artist. This is this is a lot. This is a lot going on. All I tried to do, have a little moment of tribute to someone I considered a brother from a distance. And people in my comments talking about what TMZ knows. Because <laughs> no one's dead until TMZ finds out, right? Or he's not even dead yet. This is fake news. Yo, even if he's not, how is this hurting you? Why are you here? I didn't post this for... I didn't post this for us to discuss if you believe he's dead or not. This ain't for you. This post was a celebration of what the man was to me. I had to tell someone, I don't even think you're trying to upset me or to come at me in any way. But when posts are this sensitive, if you don't have something simple or nice to say, such as I'm sorry, praying for you, prayer hands, with the right complexion, then it's okay to just not say anything. Like, that's still okay. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like social media has made people feel like they have to have something to say. You don't. It's like that awkward-ass moment on the elevator. It's quiet. 
A lot of times it's that one person who feels like I have to break this up. No, you don't. You can just let it be quiet, fam. It's cool. You don't have to find anything to say. I've been waiting for this quiet moment all day. <laughs> don't ruin this for me. Don't let social media force us to forget the fact that it's okay to shut up. Just shut the f*** up. Who's next? All right, let's talk about Usher Bucks. Oh. Yo, this was brilliant. Yeah. This was brilliant. Usher went into a strip club. One of the strippers said that he came in there and he was throwing money, but it was Usher money, which ended up being printed money with Usher's face that he is using to promote his residency in Vegas. Internet was tearing Usher up for a minute. Yo, this dude really went into the strip club and just threw a whole bunch of fake money with his face on it. Uh, turns out he threw a few thousand dollars on top of the play money, which was again to promote his residency, which has now turned into such a big deal since homegirl came out and said, nah, I didn't even say that was all he threw, but it kind of was. She insinuated that because she was looking for the clout. Everybody knows that. That's not here nor there. Thing is, it's now turned into the one of the biggest <laughs> marketing tools or promotion runs I've seen in quite some time. Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, 21 Savage. Everybody's out here with Usher money, fam. Like, there are celebrities who don't have it who are trying to get their hands on Usher money. But y'all know my questions are always different. Number one, I'm thinking, did the stripper have anything to do with this entire thing? When she posted it from the first time, like, did Usher actually plan it all? Because if so, man, it's a genius. And we'll know, because if it's one thing Usher gonna do, it's confess. That man is the greatest confessor of all time. Like, Usher's not keeping anything from us. But also, if he did this, how much did she get paid? And did she get paid in Ush bucks? Because if she was a part of this, yo, she should be out of here. Whatever she want to do. Now, if she wasn't a part of it, then that makes me think of another question. Well, how much money did Usher really throw? Because for her to go and complain, he couldn't have threw that much money. I'm pretty sure if he would have went in there and threw like 20 G's and then some Ush Bucks, she wouldn't have been online talking about no Ush Bucks. If he threw like $1,000 and then 10000 in Ush Bucks, <laughs> I can see why she felt some kind of way. Like, yo, hold up, fam. It's a lot more Ushers in here than Benjamins. And I don't see no Harriet's. There's a problem. Who's next? We got to do it. I love Keisha Cole. But somebody got to explain to me what in the hell. Oh, Keisha, baby. My heart is breaking in this moment because we got to talk about how Keisha Cole. Uh, Keisha Cole done went viral for showing the world a video of her brand new hickey. Listen, I know we live in a sensitive time. I get it. Can't say anything, can't do anything wrong, can't have an opinion. I know. I know. But there should be certain things in life that we can be honest about and say, you are a little too old for that. Okay? Stop this. I was around somebody the other day. And he's like, oh, you're never too old for anything. Yes, you 
are. <laughs> Stop making people think that you can't limit anything. Yes, getting older sucks. It's also great. And certain things you are a little too old for, and it's okay. As a man, it comes a time when you are too old to fight. Stop it. You got no business fighting, man. Sad. As a man, sometimes you're too old for cornrows. Sad. It's okay. Say it. Come a certain age. At some point in life, you're too damn old to be walking around going to work with a big-ass hickey on your neck. What are you doing, Keisha? And we both know. How old is this man? She posted herself telling him I'll do it darker next time, daddy. First of all, ill. The f- What are you- Keisha, what are you doing? Bruh. It gotta be an age you too old to have a hickey and you too old to be given one. For what? He want the world to know Keisha mine. I told you once, I told you twice. You can see in my eyes. No, Diddy. No. Nobody give a shit about last night. We talking about right now. That's mine. Who's next? J-Lo. J-Lo, J-Lo, we got to talk. J-Lo and A-Rod have now announced that they are officially split. I was rooting for them. I really was. You know, I grew up rooting for the Yankees, but I actually rooted harder for A-Rod in this situation, to be honest. I don't know why. I, I I just did. I was a, was a Derek Jeter guy. But um, I don't know what happened. But what I do know is A-Rod played in a game where you only had to be successful three times out of ten in order to be considered successful and actually really good. Three out of ten, that's it. J-Lo on O out of ten. I'm just saying. She's, she's zero. Like, those numbers wouldn't be Hall of Fame in any sport. But I'm not happy that J-Lo is single, for one. People are like, yeah, because you want to be with it. But fam, I, I shot my shot at J-Lo for 10 years. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I, I mean, at some point, you just know it's not going to happen. I made videos. It's just ridiculous what I've done, right? So it's not about me at this point. It's about Diddy. And if you don't think uh, I Need a Girl remix number seven is coming, come on. I don't know what to tell you. Y'all remember the last time Diddy was taking his shot at J-Lo? We got four versions of one song so fast. The moment the moment Diddy's been waiting for. But as, as easy as it would be to blame J-Lo in this one because of the swings and misses, um, you got to consider the fact that A-Rod did a photo shoot kissing himself in the mirror. Um... This is a guy who's been rumored to have his own picture on the ceiling above his bed. I'm telling y'all. I've been telling y'all this for a while. You cannot satisfy a man like that because a man like that wants to be with himself. Okay? You just have to accept that. How the hell are you going to please somebody who wants to wake up to them? Like, if Matthew McConaughey goes to sleep to his own voice, there's nothing you can do with him. If Morgan Freeman narrates his own life, how are you going to please him? If Tony Robbins is his own motivational speaker, I mean, it goes. If T.D. Jakes is his own pastor, it's just certain. This man, his dream date is him. 
That's about how can he cheat on J-Lo? Because J-Lo ain't him. How you going to cheat on J-Lo? Because she J-Lo. She ain't Ali Rarihe. Ali Rarihe want to be with Ali Rarihe. <laughs> she ain't Ali Rarihe. Who's next? All right, moment of the week. Could kind of be question of the week, too. Can you do business with your friends? I was really wondering that this week. Like, big business. Is it a good idea to go into big business with your good friends? Ever. You hear a lot of people say yes. hear a lot of people say no. And of course, everybody's experiences are different. But I thought about this with the situation that came up with the Joe Budden podcast, which is one of the more popular podcasts in urban podcast world. And it, it was really four friends who were just kicking it. And the podcast led to them having a lot of different tensions for a lot of different reasons. And I have to tell people a lot of time, you have to think about really going into like a podcast with one of your good friends. Typically, when you hang out with your good friends, y'all don't have to talk about things y'all disagree on. Y'all are not necessarily ever forced to talk about something that you both see completely differently. It's a little different when you have to do that every day. If you do that with someone that you may believe yourself to be friends with, may not go the way you think it will. But beyond that, it just seems like in business in general, the friendship is always affected. It's like a lot of people think you can go into it. And, yo, if that's not, that's my friend. But you see this all the time. You see it with family. We don't need to sign a contract. That's my family. I've seen that go bad so many times. To the point where I'm not sure if you should ever really do big business with friends whom you want to always value as friends. I feel like that with relationships as well. If you have somebody you want to value as a friend, as a true friend, you can't sleep with them. It changes it. Sometimes people say it don't change nothing. Yes, it does. It's never the same after. It changes. And business to me is one of those things where you kind of find out who your friends really are. Sometimes you may think they're your friends. Well, business might show you different. As a man, I've always felt like it takes four things for you to know who your true friends are. There are four ways to always expose the fake friends in your life. Money, women, living together, and business. Those are the four. They weed out everybody. <laughs> Whoever's left after those four, that's your man's in them. That's your guy. You know, I never had a problem with him through money, women, living together, and business. Oh, that's your guy. But those four is going to get rid of him. And I think even sometimes your most genuine intentions can be there in going into business with one of your good friends. But in the end, when real money start to come in, when situations start to get heated, gets a little uncomfortable, I'm not sure if it's ever a good thing. I don't know. Tell me what y'all think. Who's next? Laugh of the week comes courtesy of my sister, my baby sister, in Mexico. <laughs> It was two moments, well, it was a few moments, but two of the funnier moments from the trip were by far when she fell in a ditch and when the monkey was doing monkey business on top of her head. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> My sister had some moments in this trip, man. She just did. It was her time. And the first time I was 
I was on a balcony on the second floor of the resort. And you could see, like, right down to the pool. And I had this Nerf football that we were kind of throwing in the pool. And I threw it from the balcony to my sisters, trying to scare them. My baby sister picks it up, and she's going to throw it back. And I'm like, nah, nah, give it to Kayla. Give it to your sister because she'll actually get it up here. She got a little better of an arm. And, of course, my baby sister doesn't listen. She's a rebel. She does what she wants. So she throws the football, hits the side of the building, falls into the bushes, and then my sister has to go get it. And what she did, and she found a cat, and she tried to rescue the cat. She couldn't rescue the cat, but she did get the football. That all happened. But while that's happening, I'm talking to my baby sister, and then the next second, I'm not. And the reason I'm not is because I can't see her. And the reason I can't see her is because she has disappeared. Now, I didn't know why she disappeared until I found out that she fell in a ditch. That's, that's what happened. She was walking from the pool on her way to the room, and somehow she did a little stumble, stumble, hezzy, hezzy, bip, bip, zip, bang, into a ditch. And I, I saw the ditch that she fell in later in life, and it was pretty deep. It was deep. Like, she could have she been gone. We may have never seen her again. And I didn't know that at the time. All I knew was I was on the balcony and I was like, yo, anybody seen Kiana? She was just right there. The girl is fast. I thought she ran up to the room. I had no idea. And then there was a there was a young lady who was on the first floor and it was like her swim out pool. And the ditch was right in front of her swim out pool. So I see her down like pedaling to get to the corner. Oh, my God. Someone's daughter just fell in a ditch. Hey, Christopher, come outside. You're never going to believe it. Young lady just fell in a ditch. My sister is now tight roping on the other side of the bushes trying to rescue a cat. And my sister's lying in a ditch. Drunk. And <laughs> some hero, nice young lady, walks over and helps my sister get out of the ditch. And then my other sister runs over like, what is going on? And I think that's when she discovered that my sister had fell into a ditch. And she was okay. She was a little bruised up, had a couple bumps, but she was all right. But her pride is hurt because she knows the family she's in. And she knows that these ditch jokes are just not going to stop. They're nonstop now. Son of a ditch. I mean, they're going to be everywhere. And if you thought that wasn't enough, we went shopping on the strip. You know, everybody's selling things. And my sister sees a monkey. Guy has a little monkey and give him a high five. My sister wants to play with him and the monkey gets on her head. She goes to get her phone out because she wants to take a selfie with the monkey. Before you know it, monkey starts playing with himself right on my sister's head top. I mean, going to work. I mean, that's all you hear. That's all you hear. He's going to work. You hear me? Quick, too. Bang, 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 bang. Done. If you blink, you missed it. But you know who didn't miss it? My dad. Got it on video. All of it. <laughs> so she can't even deny it. She going to get her phone. What is he doing? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. He's doing monkey business. On your dome piece. <laughs> My dad in the background dying. Talking about, look how relaxed he is now. <laughs> The monkey's so relaxed. Yeah, Betty is. She knows exactly where the term monkeying around came from now. Who's that? 
podcast. We supposed to have moved on, but I, I still can't believe the damn monkey was getting his rocks off on my sister's head top, man. What the fuck? All right, do it again. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. I was having a conversation with Jade the other day about this era and how so many of the people in this era are on the come up, trying to make it happen, but they think it happens overnight. They want it so quick. They want it so easy. And I talked about this on past episodes. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of the people in my era are from that school of there's no shortcuts. There's no easy way out. You got to bust your ass. You have to get it. You want it, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to fight for it. It's not going to come easy, especially if it's something major. And that's just how it goes, right? Like, there was a point in a lot of our careers, anyone who kind of made it out of my era or the eras before, where you had to put in years of something you did not want to do. Or maybe you had to put in years of doing what you wanted to do without getting paid for it. But either way, there was a process. It was a journey. And for me, I just kind of knew that that was a part of it. I'm going to have to do this without getting a paycheck for it for a little while, right? And eventually, the money will come, but the work has to come first. You used to be able to say, the only time that success comes before work is in the dictionary. This generation will ask you what a dictionary is? The fuck is that? You mean one of them encyclopedias or something, fam? Whatever comes first is whatever I Google. What are you talking about? They don't believe that. They want the success without the work. They see the YouTube stars. They see the OnlyFans account stars. They see the mob. They see all of this and think, oh, that's all I have to do. But in a, in a way, a lot of these YouTube stars have worked hard as well. It's weird. Not, I'm not saying all of them. But some of them have. And that's where this line has been drawn of know your worth. It's become blurry because we keep preaching know your worth, know your worth, which is great. It's dope. Until somebody thinks they're worth more than they really are. <laughs> then it's a problem. If you tell some of the youth, yo, you can't do this job. And just expect to get millions from it off the jump. You gotta work for it. You gotta work for free for a little bit. They're gonna say, no, dad, you tell me to know my worth. Now what? <laughs> How do you look at your son and tell him, but you ain't worth shit yet? <laughs> There's nothing to know. You have to go get a worth. I feel like we leave that part out. Somehow, that part got lost in translation. Because now they, they think they just born with a worth, which is great. But then the mindset of, I don't think I have to work hard comes. What is your worth with no resume, no experience, no accomplishments, no proven track record? What is your worth? You can't tell someone what their worth is. We tell them to define their worth. Teach people how to treat you. <laughs> So the line becomes blurry because they'll tell you, I'm not working for free. I know my worth. Are they right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't really know anymore. Those years I was working for free thinking that this was a part of the process. Was it? Or did I just not know my worth? Hard to say. And it's moments like these. I'm glad I'm not a parent because <laughs> I have no answers. But if you are a parent, I'm sure you do. Who's next? Uh, quote of the week before I get out of here. Real quick, rest in peace to Dante Wright. Spoke my feelings on that piece on the Bird Show. Feel free to listen to it if you haven't already. I won't spend any more time going over it because I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. And so much could be said here. I'd be saying the same things I've, I've been saying. 
and we've all been saying. And we're tired of saying it, just like I'm sure some people are tired of hearing it. But stop killing us. That's it. And these uh, police officers, these so-called bad apples, have to be held accountable. At the end of the day, that's all there is to it. Until these police officers are held accountable for their actions, their actions are not going to change. The system is not broken. It's working exactly how it was designed to. This is the way that they want the system to be. These police officers know that there are no consequences to my decisions, even if I make the most foolish mistake in the world, quote unquote. There are no consequences. So why would there be any motivation or inspiration to change? Why? Typically, we change when we're inspired to or when we're motivated to or when we don't have a choice. That is typically when humans change. So until they're one of the three, we will see no change and we will continue to see unarmed, innocent black people murdered and executed in front of us. Period. It's unfortunate and we're all tired of it. Stop killing us. I said today that I heard Shannon Sharp say something that I thought was epic and I'll repeat it here. If you are an ally, if you consider yourself an ally, help. But it starts with empathy. You have to learn to be empathetic. You have to understand first. And so many people say I have black friends. But here's the thing. If you have no empathy to the plight of what black people face on a daily basis, then you do not have black friends. You just know black people. There is a difference. It starts with empathy. Pretty much like anything else when it comes to just being human. (laughs) And I'm tired of saying this and I'm tired of talking about it, but I did see a quote this week from Cy Smith at Cyberspace. And the quote said, I thought it was my taser. I thought it was my apartment. I thought I saw him or her with a gun. I thought he was selling Lucy's. I thought she was there alone. I thought she was getting smart with me. Their thinking equals terrorism for us. And I'm tired. End quote. That's it. Nothing more needs to be said. I'm tired as well. Rest in peace, Dante Wright. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Uh You all the other fallen soldiers. Rest in peace, Black Rob. And rest in peace, DMX. Job well done. Rest in power, King. Next week, bitches. (laughs) Oh, shit. You ain't Jesus. Ali Rarihe want to be with Ali Rarihe. <laughs> she ain't Ali Rarihe. Y'all gon' make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Uh. Y'all gon' make me lose my cool. Uh. Up in here, up in here. If I got to bring it to you cowards, then it's gonna be quick. I know you made up in the jail before. Suck my dick and all the motherfuckers you run with get done with. Jump quick. How the fuck you gonna post the dog or some bum shit? I they go to gun click. Now one one shit all over some dumb shit. Ain't that some shit? Hey niggas remind me of a strip club. Cause every time you come around, it's like what? I just gotta get my dick sucked. And I don't know who the.